Hi, I'm Jen Giffen from Shooks and Gift, the podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Boone Titanium Rings, found on the web at boonrings.com, is an affiliate partner of Teaching Learning Leading K-12. And I'm also a customer. I have this really cool ring that's got these carved pistons and, and stars in it. I love it. They make rings of titanium that are carved, laser cut, and engraved, as well as they have inlays of many types of materials like meteorite, acrylic, wood, carbon fiber, and so many other types. They also have special collections that are incredible designs. One of the top sellers are the Gamer Rings, the Stealth Series, and the Black Zirconium. As a note, they also make earrings, pendants, cufflinks, and for you musicians, they make cool trumpet mouthpieces. Love it. Go to boonrings.com and at checkout, use my code. Capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, number 12, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So go check them out. I love my ring, and I know that you will love yours. Hey, welcome back. Steve here, and today I'm talking with Renee Manning. Renee is the founder of Vacation Yoga, a global trainer facilitator for entrepreneurs and CEOs, and the author of the book, Best, the Ultimate Journal for Beginners, the journal you will actually use. Ah, I love that title. Join us as we focus on the power of journaling. So much to learn. Thanks for listening. And oh, but by the way, it would be so cool if you would go to my website, stephenmiletto.com slash reviews and left a review. Could you do that for me? Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Hey, do you need help in becoming more effective at teaching virtual classes? Well, NVTA, the National Virtual Teaching Association, has a semester program that is college accredited and designed to help you become more successful as a virtual teacher. A few of the topics that will be focused on are establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources, among others. NVTA is an affiliate partner with Teaching Learning Leading K-12, and there's so much there to help you be successful in the virtual classroom. Uh, so take a look. Go to my website, stephenmiletto.com slash sponsors, find the NVTA logo and click on it to take you to their website. Happy learning. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. Now here's Steve with this week's show. Renee Manning is the founder of Vacation Yoga, a fitness company founded on her love for wellness, mindfulness, nutrition, and fitness, and a global trainer facilitator for entrepreneurs and CEOs. Her first book, A Gratitude Journal, is also now available on Amazon.com. It's called Best, the Ultimate Journal for Beginners, and it provides inspiration and a science-based roadmap to help beginners get off to an amazing start. Renee's expertise comes from years of perfecting interpersonal skills in an international business environment while simultaneously managing competing priorities in a robust personal life. She has discovered many similarities between her global clients who all desire a stronger health focus, family health, business health, relationships health, all keys to a vibrant and productive life. Renee is a mom and wife. Her passions include fitness, family, and fashion. Renee notes that her children and fur baby help her stay grounded and connected to her mission which is to help people live a life of strength and grace. Renee, thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone. Hey, everyone. And hi, Stephen. Great to see you. Well, awesome to have you on the show. And, uh, and, and Renee, let's start by talking about you as the founder of a business, Vacation Yoga. Where'd the original idea come from? Well, I worked for entrepreneurs for many years, and I still am in the entrepreneurial coaching world. So it's 
been part of my DNA for the last 15 years or so. And then during the pandemic, I'm one of those pandemic businesses. I had had this idea to connect with vacationers. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. And with yoga studios, unfortunately, having a slowdown, the actual spaces, there was no time like the present then for me to build out my business, all the ideas in my head to connect yoga teachers with vacationers using the great outdoors as our yoga studio. So that was really the impetus was the really, you know, terrible pandemic and lockdowns that were happening, but it kind of gave me the kick in the pants I needed to take the idea out from here and put it into the world. Very cool. You know, it's, it's kind of neat to, to hear about the neat positives <laughs> that, that people need to pull from the pandemic. I mean, it's because uh, it's, it's cool to give you a chance to make uh, something you're thinking about real. Absolutely. Yep. When we all have time, we're not going places, right? Not doing the soccer run and all that stuff. It's like, oh, huh, look at this. I can kind of settle into my own stuff a little bit deeper. And that's definitely been a bright side. Very cool. You know, uh, along with that, so can you talk a little bit about your business? I mean, what is, what is it that you do? I mean, where, if someone is looking at vacation yoga, what is it they're going to expect? Yep, absolutely. We are a really experiential service. So we come to your your vacation home. So often that means someone who's got a house right on the ocean or they've rented a place a couple blocks off the beach that might have a really awesome pool. And we set up right there for you. And we will also customize your class. So if you're looking for something really slow and relaxing, or if you're looking to do more of a boot camp energy burn kind of thing, my teachers and I are all there to give you the best experience for just what you want. And we can personalize that really easily since we work exclusively with private clients. Very awesome. That is so cool. Okay. So I got to ask this question. So what does yoga do for an individual? What is, what, what's that main thing there? Oh my gosh. Here's, here's where I love to boil down yoga, right? I think what yoga provides is kind of the best of both worlds because it incorporates physical movement, right? which is proven, very scientific, all that good stuff to be helpful to pretty much everything about your well-being, right? And your physical being. So you've got the movement aspect, but built in, you've got the mindfulness piece as well. And so you're bringing together in one practice, a mind, body, heart experience. And in about an hour, you can really do your body good. And hit pretty much every muscle, but also all of your energy centers. And, you know, so I think right there, yoga is really unique and powerful when we talk about modern exercise kind of modalities. That's neat. You know, and it's, you hear a lot about yoga and a lot of, I've always just wanted to ask, okay, so tell me what, uh, cause a lot of times what you hear is you hear people joking or talking about uh, balance and life. And, and, uh, and so, I was curious, like, how long does a session last? A session for us lasts an hour. I would love it if everyone wanted to go 90 minutes, because then you can really get into the meditation piece of things. And then I'll see in certain studios classes as short as 30 minutes. And those classes really focus more on the physical aspect of yoga, the asana, 
And that's probably some of the balance piece, right? And some of the pretzel pieces that people talk about. But when you give yourself an extra, at least 30 minutes, we can also work on the breathing and we can work on getting into the meditative pieces and connecting with the present, which is, again, something different than if you do a boot camp or something like that, which is going to really hit the body, but not focus quite so intentionally on the mind and the heart. So, yeah. But I love a 90-minute class. Put a 90-minute class in front of me, and I am all in. Very nice. Awesome. I, I just... I'm just curious. I appreciate you talking about that, and especially since your business is working with vaca- people on vacation and wondering how long those classes might last and, and so forth. Well, cool stuff. So, well, you know, at the uh, end, maybe get you mentioned again, but just for the listeners, just remind you that uh, that business is vacation yoga. So, and we'll have some uh, links where you can find it um, out about that. But today we're going to be talking about uh, your book, Best, The Ultimate Journal for Beginners. And I love this little part that's also part of the title the journal you will actually use. So I thought that was cool. (laughs) Well, how many people I've spoken to that said, oh, I've got like 10 journals and I've never actually used them. So that became my, my mantra, right? I want to create the journal that you actually use. So that was my whole, like, I, I don't want mine to be the journal you don't use that sits on your shelf or in your drawer that never gets picked up. So I love that. And, and, and what's funny is that I, I like to go to estate sales. And uh, when I go to estate sales, one of the things I'm looking for are unused journals because I, I use journals and, and I like it when they're totally different from each other. So I end mm-hmm. up uh, with some <laughs> sometimes some very strange ones that people look at me and then and a lot of times they're just nice and colorful because I like my favorite one is the one that I have right now that's from Toy Story. So, but uh, <laughs> it looks like it's a VHS box, but it's not. But Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> yep. And I have a bunch too, and I tend to pick them up as well, but never from estate sales. I'll add that to my, when, when I'm hunting around for rugs and other knickknacks, I'll look out some uh, antique journals. It's a great thing to do because you'd be surprised because it's just like what you said. Lots of people get them and then they don't do anything with them or people give them to them and they don't do anything with them. And it's, it's nice. So you get a nice choice of (laughs) different things. So So anyway, very cool. So let's make sure that we explain to everybody what you mean when you talk about journal writing. I mean, what, what is it you're talking about? So what I'm talking about is a gratitude journal. So I am not talking about therapeutic writing. I'm not talking about writing for healing. And I'm also not talking about a daily diary. Kind of when I was in high school, that was a big thing to write down every single thing that happened to you during the day. And those are all amazing, viable things that a person could do in their day. It's just not what I'm doing in best. And best what I'm looking to do is help people cultivate a daily gratitude practice. And by that, what I mean is focusing time and energy every day on something you're thankful for. And it's really, really, it it started really selfishly for me is to just get out of the dumps, right? End the day on a high note. And something that with my children, we started cultivating verbally. And over time have incorporated into journaling practices and um, that led to the book. But I'm speaking specifically of gratitude. So giving thanks, being grateful and um, 
you know, my caveat is that doesn't have to mean it's super happy, joyful, um, giggles all the time. Because I think once we get into this, we can be grateful for the challenges. We can be grateful for the feelings that come out of certain things. And that's, that's all fodder for your gratitude journal. And so does that, does that answer your question? So that's specifically where this journal is going. Oh, most definitely. And, and you know what, that, uh, and, and just kind of wanting to kind of point out, because I knew that you had this focus on gratitude and like uh, the, I mean, cause the journal writing I do is I'm reflecting on things that I'm working on and ideas. And it's, it's kind of like an idea maker for me. That's what uh, I use journals for. And, uh, and so I, that's what I want to point out. And, and so that brings me to the idea, you know, I also wanted to kind of get you to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, so your book though, it, is it a, is it a journal itself or is it about how to do this type of journal writing? It's both. It's both. And that's why you're going to actually use it because when I was talking to people and just kind of getting into this because I love to journal and I'm like you, I have journals for lists of things. I have ideation journals and I have a gratitude journal. So I'm all up. I've got it all friend. I have drunk the Kool-Aid for this one. What I was interested in was I have my master's degrees in English literature. And so there are books on journaling, right? Like how yes. to journal and there are journals, but I wanted something that for someone who's a beginner could have it all in one place. So that's what I tried to do is take very high level information from the books on journaling and then incorporate them into the book, which has space to write and space to play. And so it's very intentionally designed that the beginning of the book, the space to write is real small because you're new to this and you haven't done a lot of this. So looking at that blank page can be totally overwhelming. I've been there. I don't know about you as a journaler, but man, oh, yeah. that blank page <laughs> is like, whoa. I'm going to have to dig deep in this brain and that's scary to fill that page. So I start real small and then gradually over the 66 days, which the research says is how long it takes to build a habit, the space gradually becomes bigger so that at the end, you've got a full page to play with. And so that was kind of the creative process, but then also the, the thinking behind the book itself was to be a workbook and an info book all wrapped in one. Very nice. Cause I, I know, like you said, sometimes when you first start doing this, I'm going to, I'm going to write in a journal and it's like, yeah, okay. So what am I writing? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here, <laughs> I'm looking, what am I supposed to be writing? If you're writing in a journal, yes, Steve, you know, you mm -hmm. have these conversations with yourself and then, but yeah, like you said, if you, if you got some thoughts about how to do it and you start practicing, then it, then suddenly it does become, you know, what it is that you're asking it for. And so, so can we talk a little bit about, because this is all about gratitude. Can we talk a little bit about this, this idea of gratitude practice, what it is that you're, you're encouraging the, the, uh, the purchaser of your book to, to learn how to do in that journal? Right. I'm encouraging the person who's starting to journal, who wants to do this, to focus on the positive. There's that positive aspect of life, which I feel like right now, and I don't have science to back this up, but anecdotally, there's way more negative coming at us than positive through all the things, right? I don't think that's really a controversial statement at this point. Not at all. Not and, at all. Can... you know, um, 
again, this was kind of a pandemic project, right? Something else that's been in my practice for five or six years. But hearing um, and witnessing and experiencing the amount of um, just sadness and negativity that's come out of the last couple of years spurred me to give people a place to focus on the positive. And often that means focusing on things that are bigger than ourselves. And so when I talk about gratitude, I think sometimes what people have told me is that they find things that are so much bigger than them and their problems or their challenges or, you know, the, the things that they've seen, but not themselves experienced that are dragging them down. That by thinking through what was the best part of my day, they're able to turn their lips up at the corners and smile a little bit and let go of some of their internal stuff, which allows them to focus energy outward as well. So it's pretty powerful that that shift and that release of the negative and opening into the parasympathetic, you know, the rest and digest out of the fight or flight mode that we've all been holding on to, I think kind of culturally, probably globally the last year or so. I would say so. I think, you know, uh, so help me understand how you would, cause I, I love this idea of the, the gratitude and such, because they're, it's just like we were talking about before for, uh, you know, for your, uh, your focus on this to come out of the, the pandemic, what a nice positive. And, uh, and I, and I've known others have had some nice positive aspects coming out of, out of this. And it, sometimes it's simple. Like, uh, one of the things that's cool for me is in, in, uh, when I do talks with podcast guests, uh, I no longer have people who are, I, I really don't run into many people anymore who are clueless about how to just click the link and talk on zoom right. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, and, but prior to pandemic, I mean, a lot of people, I, yes, all you have to do is just, just, I'll send you the link and just click on the link, uh, make sure you have some headphones. And we'll be good. And then that way you have a microphone. Right, right. You just click on the link. Yeah, exactly. That's a, <laughs> so you, did, you know, it, you had lots of conversations like that. And, and then they go, you know, if I could just phone call in, I'm fine. I can phone call in, but it is just, it's just a link. Not anymore. That's not how it works anymore. It's, it, yeah, that's not a problem. And I love that. So, and by the way, I'm not sponsored by Zoom. That's just, I think, I think that's going to be one of those things that's going to become one of those words kind of like in the, 70s and 80s, everything that involved copying machines was called a Xerox. <laughs> Kleenex, right? Yes, I mean, there you go. Kleenex. When we get to, you know, <laughs> tissue paper of any kind, we call Kleenex. I'm with you. That's funny. I, I got to add that yeah. one to my repertoire. I forgot about that because it's all Kleenex. It's just, it's, you know, the same. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. And it's, it, it has become that way because it's like, mm -hmm. uh, all right, fine. I'll, I'll meet you on Zoom, even though it's going to be on Google. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to be on that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not arguing with you there. I'm a Zoom girl too, also not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, so th this is cool. I, I uh, you know, can we talk a little bit about what some of the biggest mistakes are that people make when starting a journal practice? Yeah, I think some of the things, and this is really coming from both my experience and the people I've spoken to and researching this and putting it all together, is that they are, are overwhelmed. They will go to an amazon.com and type in journal and there's hundreds of thousands of options. So right there, when you're not sure what to do, it's immediately overwhelming. So let's say they do, they Google that or they go to Amazon and they get a journal and then it's the blank book. 
like we were talking about. So just then not knowing what to do with it, not, not being grounded in any kind of journaling pedagogy to get them started is really tricky. So that's one thing is just looking at a blank book and not knowing how to, how to start, right? That baby step can be really tricky. But then the other, and then the flip side of that is that some journals are very prescriptive and have gobs of prompts, so many prompts. And what I've found is challenging about that to beginners is that some of those prompts are pretty heavy. And some of them are asking you to reach real deep in your soul and actually leave people feeling uncomfortable. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One is they've not necessarily done that work. They're not necessarily prepared to have those conversations with themselves. And then the idea of putting that in print, that's just like hanging out in your home office or next to your bed holds people back. So finding the balance between how to start and then not having it be too much too soon is where I've seen people get stuck and then unfortunately they don't start or they end up with a blank book that luckily you buy at an estate sale. So it does work out for someone, but I, you know, it's that, it's that contrast between too much or too little that gets people stuck. That's uh, it, it just makes so much sense. I mean, I, it, and as someone who sits and does take time to write in a journal and mine's kind of a, like I said, it's, it's all about ideas, but it's kind of, there's, there's no, my dear diary, but it's eh, sometimes it might be that way. Cause it's kind of like, okay, this was stupid what I did today. And uh, this is why I should have done this differently. And uh, how can I do it better next time? I have some of those conversations with myself as well as uh, usually typically mine are thoughts like, um, okay, I've got this project coming up. Where do I need to start? So let's start with this idea. And one of the things I like about blank pages and nobody giving me lots of prompts is I like the ability to draw. I'll draw circles and arrows and, you know, flow and stuff like this. And then sometimes just pictures that go with my thoughts with it. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll give you a spoiler. Um, I have an idea for three journals. And so best was the first, but one of them is to boost creativity. Nice. So we'll have to reconvene because I think that's such a cool place too. And, and, and again, real safe space, right. To play with those ideas and, and get them down on paper and um, work that through. But yeah, it's, it's surprising to me in a sense. It was at first, I think at first I thought, gosh, I, I, I didn't realize how, how kind of vulnerable it would feel to journal that we're journaling wasn't a comfortable word for people. As I was sharing what I was up to and what my project was doing, they were really, they're like, ooh, ooh, I wouldn't want to journal. Nobody needs to know what's in my head. And so that was a really good learning experience for me that journaling doesn't necessarily equal relaxing or gratitude. It can actually induce some anxiety. So that's a good lesson. That's interesting because I, I could see it too. I, I could see why, but it's at the same time, I, I like going by the other school of thought, which is that, you know, you get these ideas and if you don't put them someplace, they're gone, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes those ideas are going to help you do like, oh, I don't know, start a vacation yoga business. So That's right. <laughs> That's right, friend. I'm with you. I love to, I'm an ideation on paper person too. Very yeah. cool. I, I love it. So, so one of the things that, uh, you know, I got to make sure we talk about is that we, we've kind of gotten into it here. I mean, what, 
what are some of the other positives that come out of the journal writing? I mean, because, you know, people can be afraid, you know, oh, I don't want to put the ideas down, like you said, but what's mm-hmm. some of those other, what's some of the best stuff that comes out of that? Well, first of all, I would say if there's something in your head that you want to get out of it, but you don't want it lying around, then don't leave it lying around. This is permission to write it on a piece of paper and rip it up or burn it. Are all of those good things are actually really great therapeutic writing techniques. So absolutely encourage them. And at the same time, if you don't want them lying around, don't. So that's all good. Take, take those things to paper too. It's okay. Just don't leave them. Don't, don't leave them to be found. Um, but other, other things, journaling for the most part gives people an opportunity to disconnect, right? Get off their devices if only for five minutes. And so that's a benefit because it's time when we're in here and in here, but not being inundated by more information. So a couple minutes to decompress. Often, and what I absolutely recommend is to always start with a couple deep breaths. So to get yourself settled, doesn't have to be a whole big thing, but activating your deep breathing, allowing yourself to settle is hugely beneficial for your nervous system and for your stress reflexes and all of that. So that's another big benefit that as you build that journal habit, naturally starts to come. So you're naturally building that into your day. And then the third one I would say is that noticing daily gratitude is kind of contagious. And I've seen this, that as I'm talking to people who have started this practice, they're talking about it. So they're saying, oh, hey, you know, I put that in my journal. That was the best part of my day. And so they're sharing it. And then it becomes this kind of cool pay it forward of positivity that's really grassroots and really happening between friends and communities. And I think that's also very powerful for the, the benefit, not only to oneself, but to you know the bigger community, the world we live in. So there's a couple, I think, great benefits. Those are awesome benefits. I think, uh, you know, it's it's interesting what you're talking about. And by the way, looking forward to the creative one. We got, uh, you know, because that's one of the, the things that uh, I like the idea of being able to to doodle or, you know, generate those thoughts. I, after I broke myself away from the idea that I needed to follow like a script or follow like a paragraph format or or an outline paragraph format type mm-hmm. thing, it, it uh, became a lot more, a lot more easier. I'm, well, Speak, I'm talking to someone who has a degree in English, and I'm going to start throwing out bad grammar here. <laughs> oh, I love me some bad grammar. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, stick around long enough, it'll, it'll all happen here. So we, oh, no, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's, it's such an awesome practice, and to learn how to do it. And, and then, you know, it's funny what you said. If you don't want it, people to read it, and then don't leave it lying around, and, you know, whatever else goes with that. And, and I do have to say, like, I, I began this practice when I was a— high school principal. And what I discovered was I needed time to have to bounce ideas off and stuff like this. And so I could actually talk about stuff. And then at the end of that year, at those, those years of being principal each year, at the end of each of those, those years, I would take the ones that I've been working in and they would be burned (laughs) because you you talked about interacting and doing different stuff like this with people. So you didn't, you know, didn't need everybody's names in those. And, uh, and so 
that is kind of therapeutic when all the whatever your <laughs> problem you're trying to work through and all that sort of stuff and you go yeah here we go goodbye right, <laughs> so, right. And isn't that kind of cool too it's just yeah. sort of letting go yeah it was like, although this has done this thing i've learned or or not but but this is this is in the past um uh, yeah I no, think it's that's really cool. It is. And I, it, it's funny because you made me think of that as I was just thinking, because the hardest thing for me, though, was letting go because that's a cool looking journal. I want to well, get that right? much, but oh, well, goodbye. <laughs> you know, so, it's like, uh, I guess you could cut the pages out. I did Maybe one year. Just keep the spine. Yeah, I don't know. I did. We're probably overthinking it. That, and I discovered that I was because I tried to save some stuff from it. And I went, this is dumb. <laughs> I, I had this really cool one that had Buzz Lightyear on it. And it was kind of poofy and it was neat. It was, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just, it was just a 3D sort of outside part of it. And I went, this, really, I'm going to save everything but the insides. And this is, no, the whole thing's no. going to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always, it's good in my memory, but it's like, oh, goodbye, Buzz. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> anyway. That's right. Oh. <laughs> so, see, like I said, I like <laughs> I have some goofy ones. So, uh, um, but you know, this is this is so awesome. I mean, one of the things that um, I got to ask you is there are are there particular types that you like to encourage people? Like you just mentioned one that might have spiral or might be bound or they might. I mean, any thoughts about that? You know, so I think one way to think it through again because there are so many, right? Is take an inventory of the stuff you have already that you use. So. You know, instead of just kind of looking at the multitudes of journals, look for something that you like. So if you're a spiral bound kind of person, my, I, I guarantee you can find a spiral bound, either blank or journal with prompts, you know? So, so just taking a couple of minutes to look around your room and, or where you do your work or whatever and say, oh, you know, gosh, I do seem to really like hardbound stuff. I'm going to start there. So checking in with yourself, what do you like? And then taking cues from that. And that goes with prompts too. You can find prompts, journals with prompts. Like, like we were saying, there's so many. Check in with yourself. Hey, I'd really work like to work on, um, I'm making this up, but I've seen these journals for budding entrepreneurs, or I'm looking to, um, I use this example, a friend of mine just published a journal healing, healing from grief. So pretty much I would say it'd be hard to not be able to find a journal that speaks to one of those topics. And so do that check-in. Why do you want to, why do you want a journal? Is it because you've been reading about it and that's not a bad thing, but so why does it call to you? And doing that initial check-in with yourself to figure out what your why is will greatly help with the, the sorting through of the multitudes of journals. That's awesome. And it, you know, like with me, what I, I like is just the, I'm trying to figure out how not to screw up the English language here, but the, 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 the more different it is yeah. <laughs> than the last one, that's what I think is really yeah, cool. Yeah, so right? And you me, know yeah. you like the blank pages. You know like you like to get into that space. So you've got a pretty cool way to sort through all those. And yeah. I love that. How do you feel about sizes? Do you like small? Do you like big? I like them Are kind of open. I'm, I'm open to all the sizes and I'm kind of big. I, a big fan, though, of kind of like the medium size 
that will fit in uh, like my um, backpack or for my laptop or for mm-hmm. my uh, um, um, anything like that. But I'm actually open to the sizes. I, I the smallest one I've got is probably about the size of uh, about five by seven index cards, kind of like that, and it's bound, which is pretty cool. And some of my favorites are the ones that feel like they're. Uh, they're like they're simulated leather or something like this, and they kind of right. they're kind of flexible. That's kind of cool too. That's like I feel like I'm Indiana Jones writing in my Grail diary or something. You know, that's right. Oh my goodness, I love that. <laughs> and so you know, yeah, I got a little bit of a f- um, imagination here. Right? So, yeah, no, I I think that's cool. But it's <laughs> really cool. Good stuff. So so you mentioned this a little bit ago about talking with your children. So how about teaching this to children? What did what are your thoughts about teaching your um, children journaling? So lots of research on this that's saying good things for kids to to take some time journaling. Same reasons it's good for adults. Same with the decompression. Same with the focusing on the positive. Like as children, they're, that they need that too, I guess is a not very uh, poetic way of saying it. So we started in my family with a verbal practice of what what was the best part of your day. And this is years ago, at least five years. And, um, it's just been a cool thing that now I'm still doing that with my, my now 13 year old, for example. And, um, sometimes the best part of our day is saying the best part of our day and having those quiet moments together. So children, you know, this, right. I'm not a teacher. I'm a mom. So I don't have the, the, you know, the teacher training. But gosh, I see how special it is. Just that couple minutes when when we're quiet and we're together. And so something that I've seen work very well with journaling is that, again, for the reasons adults like it, it's cathartic and you can get out anything that's challenging. So that's all good also for kids. But letting them take the lead kind of in terms of when it's going to happen or how they're going to use the book and, and trying, and this can be hard for me sometimes not, not being too rigid about like, no, the book says we're going to do it at night. So we're going to do it at night. Well, if your kid has energy right after school, jump on it, you know? So I would say, let, let your child's energy and your energy take the lead there and not worry too much about what, what the guidelines say. And then also doing it together. Anytime it becomes kind of a family vernacular around the journal, I think that's why from my family, we saw some lasting success because we were all saying the same things. We were all talking about what was the best part of our day. And so that became the family conversation. And it wasn't one person, one child out here trying to do something different. Everyone was together. So creating that language around gratitude and the process of gratitude, just then you have a buddy, right? You have accountability. Everyone's doing it together. So that's also been a great strategy. And then the third one I would mention is, again, being open to different things, open to maybe it morphs, maybe maybe the writing in the journal moves into something like you're talking about. It's drawing pictures. Maybe it becomes more of an oral tradition. And, and that's all great for kids because it's allowing them to feel safe and supported and get off their devices for a little bit and focus on what's good in their lives. 
So, so really reconnecting to that why it's important is more important in a lot of ways than how to do it. Doesn't have to be rigid. That's awesome. I know it's. I think about. I, I wish I thought about doing this as a kid. I, I originally the idea came to me from working with uh, um, another student in the. In I was. I had a. I my undergrad is in history, um, and I met someone who would, he was on his way to becoming a lawyer, and he used journals for thinking through some of the. You know, we had, we took a lot of classes where you you're going to have to create an argumentative essay at the end. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he used them as a way to think through those things. And, uh, and so I kind of, I latched onto that. I'm like, I thought this was cool to watch that. And, uh, and so that idea has always been there. I kind of started and stopped along the way. And, and then it wasn't until I became a principal where I started really putting, sort of realizing I could have these conversations with myself and, you know, no one's looking at me crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, just, not, not yet at least. No, no. And, uh. <laughs> And, you know, you can have those conversations with yourself and you're writing them down, you're putting down the ideas and then you can talk about it some more and, and you kind of can fine tune some of this stuff. And then you can end up having a conversation with somebody later where you actually kind of etched out the crazy stuff first. <laughs> you know, it's like, OK, yeah, that's a thought for another time. But let's go with this one. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I love that. And, you know, my my journaling interest came from more of a, a stress relief. And I remember being a very young child like grade school. I remember this. And I remember if I was stressed about something or anxious, I would write it on a piece of paper and then rip it up. And I didn't know that's expressive writing, you know, and I didn't have words to put to that, but I just knew I felt better after I did it. And so that was, as I reflect, kind of my first real connection to the page as, as me as the journaler. Um, The other thing is I just love stories. So I kind of feel like any opportunity to have something that's a story, whether it's a story of 66 days of gratitude, you know, I just think that's a, a really cool and kind of um, legacy thing to keep that potentially then you can share, if, at least with yourself. But I, I find that gratitude journals are a really safe place to look back and f- still feel good about you know, and kind of prompt those positive memories and things like that. I love that. That's so cool. Cause that's, uh, you know, it's any number of things might slip through the cracks that we're thinking about that we're thankful for or excited about or something like this. And if you're kind of jotting them down, I, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's just a great idea, especially cause you get a chance to kind of look at things. Like I, I joke about the thing about the zoom Mm-hmm. But it's so less frustrating now when you talk with. I'm very thankful for the fact that it's <laughs> that people have gotten used to this because it's kind of like uh, you know before. It's like uh, I I'm very serious when I say you just click on the link. All right, that's all you got to do. Really? Yes. Yeah. Really? I'm li- I'm not lying to you. Okay, you know, and it's it's, it's why like I, I've watched too many Looney Tune cartoons, but I mean, I just I feel like I got it like a nine ton anvil getting ready to hit me on the head or something, you know, so. Oh man. Well, and it's sure nice. Zoom is definitely nice because we can see each other. I think that's a real positive, Very you know? So. so I've, I find that to be another one of those silver linings. I like that. Uh, the last 18 months or so. I like yeah. that. I have to include that in my gratitude thing. Cause it's like, I've, I've been able to, uh, that, that's kind of cool. You got me thinking about one of the things that I, it's exciting about uh, doing a podcast. We kind of, 
chit chat about this before we started recording is that uh, you connect with people in uh, different places and all over the place. And so it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And, um, and so the added feature of being able to actually, you're not just, it's not like talking on the phone. You're actually looking and talking to each other that way. So you really see each other, which is kind of neat. So the, the person that goes with the voice, which is neat. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask this uh, because the teacher in me, yes, please. <laughs> one of the I'm things ready. I gotta, I gotta ask this question and this is a goofy question. So don't look for too much out of this, but you know, it, as a former history teacher, one of the things that you always got to ask my students is, so how long do I have to write? Uh, oh, yeah. How long do I have to? Exactly. It's like, that, that, how long do I have to write? And what they mean is how long do I have to write to get an A, right? That's yes, really that's exactly what they mean. That's, that's, that's the implied, yes. that's the implied question. Exactly. And that's what, you know, and I could just see some people going, well, if I have to do this journaling, no, no, no. It's not have to do this journaling. That's not the oh, point. You get to do the journal, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. You get to slow down and connect with yourself. So so changing that mentality, right? But I like to think if people have at least said that they're going to do it, they're, they're kind of getting on board, right? Um, and the time truly does not matter. What I have found and what there is some research, research to support is that starting small is a good thing for beginners. So that's why I choose however long it takes you to fill this much space is how long it should take you, you know, and maybe you don't even fill that much as you're, as you're building up, as you're getting into it. So it's really more about the, what is it? The quality, not the quantity. I wanted to make sure I said that right. That's right. Right. That's it. Exactly. Yes. it's not how long, how much time you're spending, but it's that you're spending the time. And, and gosh, your teach or your, your students would hate that answer, wouldn't they? <laughs> yes, they would. Yes, they would. That's they exactly what like, they don't want to hear. No, right? <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't want to hear that. They want to hear No, 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 no. You don't understand exactly how long does it have to be? <laughs> and you say things like, uh, well, as long as you cover the information that needs to be there and you make the point and you make the argument, then about that long. Well, that's not an answer. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so know exactly what you're talking about. And it's the same thing here. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes you might sit down and have a little, little bit to say. And other times it might be that you end up back there and expand upon what you say. I, I think that's absolutely. I, think that's awesome. I mean, I would say if someone needs minutes, well, it's going to, let's say one minute to settle in and then four minutes, let's say, let's take a total of four minutes because I think that's probably long enough to take a couple deep breaths and think about one good thing that happened to you and write that down, you know? Um, and so, so there, there's for all the, the people who are really time oriented, we'll get them started there and then you add or you don't. And that's like okay that. too. I like that. It's always one of my favorite things is to hear people ask an author, someone who's, you know, very much published a lot of books and they say to them, so what? How, long, how many words do you write when you sit down? <laughs> and, and it's funny because lots of them have, you know, they're going to at least write this many words and others of them say things like, whatever the moment calls for, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things like that. So I, totally right. Yes. I, I agree. <laughs> and when I think of, you know, I love stories. I love children's stories and some of the most impactful things I've read are, you know, 30 pages and not a lot of words. So 
it's really not about the number of words you're writing in your gratitude journal. It's about getting it down. You know, it's, 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 you're so right. It's just about getting it down. I like that a lot. That's, that's, that's so awesome. I, you know, Renee, we're getting close to finishing up and I got to make sure I ask you this. If someone wanted to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them? Well, I'm on Instagram at Renee underscore Manning underscore. And then the business at vacation or it's at meet vacation yoga on Instagram. It's vacationyoga.com. That's a great way to connect with me or over email. And um, that's at or not at listen, I'm showing my age. Renee at reneemanning.com are all great places to find me. And I'd just be happy to answer any questions if anyone has them or, you know, has any tips, please reach out or connect with me. And I'd be happy to chat. Awesome. And by the way, one of the things that's really cool is as I was looking at those different places right there and you see the picture of you with the, the book and the box. And I think that's awesome. What a powerful picture. There we go. There we go. Awesome. So uh, um, everyone, it's, this has been an co- awesome conversation talking about journaling. And before we go, we got to, I got to, and by the way, I'm going to put all those links in my show notes. So it'll be easy for people to find. And, uh, and that way they'll, when I share it all, out on social media, it'll also be there as well. So good stuff. Hey, and Renee, two last questions I want to ask you. One goes like this. Uh, when so much is going on that you might feel overwhelmed, how do you keep from quitting? So I had a podcast guest who, who said that, and he was talking about, we were talking about an endeavor he was working on, an entrepreneurial endeavor. And he said, you know, I realized that I had to stop worrying about the doors that had closed and start looking for the doors that were open. And so that's just always been something um, since then that I've held on to. So if I feel myself getting frustrated or if I'm like, I'm going to throw in the towel, you know, take a deep breath, step back and say, okay, maybe it's just that I'm trying to get through a door that's closed but it's perspective. Maybe there's a door that's open somewhere else. And so doing a reset and looking for what's open and then walk through that door instead of worrying about the door that's closed. So. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> that is really cool. Uh, you know, last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Gosh, you know, the, the person I'm going to shout out to is not a teacher, not a trained teacher per se, but um, a dear friend of mine, her name's Linda Stewart, and she was one of my first bosses, so a professional teacher. So she just taught me so much, and even though she's closer, she's my parents' age, um, over time, our relationship very much became a friendship. and. Um, She's the person who I consider to be one of my biggest mentors and influences in my life. So shout out to Linda. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. Renee, thanks so much for talking with me today. It was awesome learning about your book, Best, The Ultimate Journal for Beginners, the journal you will actually use uh, journaling and your business vacation yoga. Wishing you the best in all you do. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's great to see you. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators.
The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends. Thank you.